Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. Today I'm going to be talking about Imolk and my experiences of it this year. I've been doing a series on the Wheel of the Year, so if you're listening to this later and you'd like to listen to one for the time of year that you're at at the moment, you might like to look back through the, the sessions that I've done on this and find the one that suits the time of year that you're at. But to get started, um, we've actually moved house in the last uh, turn of the seasons. It's despite it being associated with a time of rest and introversion, this midwinter time and moving through to Imolk, we've been incredibly busy. We um, bought a house that was just up the road, so it wasn't a big move, but it's a very different kind of house uh, to where we were before and um, finding our relationship with it um, as well as moving from renting into owning um, has been quite a, a big shift for me. Um, so firstly, I've never owned land before. This is the first time I've ever um, not been a renter. So it's quite a difficult thing to get your head around when you've been supporting Indigenous rights for a long time and, and feeling like, you know, that there really was a problem with with the history and the land here. Um, and to be stepping into that system and owning land, that term just feels, it feels deeply wrong in a lot of ways. But unfortunately, we have to work within the system that we're in. And um, if I want to help the land to uh, be better um, cared for, then I, I have to own the land, unfortunately, in this system. And though I um, give my respects to the traditional custodians of this land, the Darug and Gundungara people, and I acknowledge that it was never ceded, that it will always be Aboriginal land, and it always was, um, it, there is a system here that unfortunately we have to work within and we can work within it and work towards changing it and making things better at the same time. But that's, yeah, I've talked about that in other places too, and it's really a very important thing Um for me to acknowledge that um, as we we start as as I start talking about this place and my relationship with it, um, that's definitely the first thing uh, that I wanted to say about it and how I really want um, my relationship with this land to be about caring for it and looking after it in as many ways as I can in alignment with. Um, that idea of indigenized thinking, thinking about not just egoic me, mine, and uh, you know what I want out of the land, but but that community aspect and that not greater than human community, not just um, anthropocentric, but but sort of the holistic thinking about all of the animals and plants and the needs of the land here. So, yeah, that's just the first thing I wanted to say about this moving house. But uh, we have been moving at Imolk and it's been, it's quite a, you can really tell that this land has been looked after by someone with an, uh, a, a non-native mind, I suppose. There's a, a lot of deciduous trees here. We've got a big oak, I think, because of the, the leaves that we, we have all over the ground. There's a lot of fruit trees or at least flowering fruit trees like cherries or plums um it's hard to say because they're so uh dormant at the moment i think there's an ash tree there's uh, a hazel bush and 
Uh, yeah, there's some some agapanthers and some uh, hydrangeas and things like that, like very a very European style garden that we've got. Um, there are a couple of natives around. There's a bottle brush here and there. Um, but uh, one of the first things that I wanted to do when we moved in was to plant some of these little trees that I've been growing from seed for the last couple of years. So um, though I'm not I'm not adverse to having uh, non-indigenous plants that are useful to us if they provide us with food or they're useful to the birds or animals around, then I think it's okay to have them um, because, you know, we do need to survive. But it would be really nice to have some more um, flowering uh, natives that provide not just habitat but food for the bees and the birds and um, and not just be thinking about us and our needs and, and think something a little bit wider than that would be really nice. So we have been able to plant a few of those little trees that we were growing. Uh, there's wattles and bottle brushes and tea trees and um, I'm keeping some of the gum trees still in pots for a while because they're not quite big enough. I don't want them to get lost in the mulch but uh, they will go out eventually as well. Um, so yeah, looking after the earth here um, has been really important to me as we move into this land and moving into this time of year at Imolk is it's quite wonderful um, how the garden is asleep at the moment um, and there isn't that that sense of uh, like the native waddles aren't here yet I hope they will be one day when these that I've been planting grow a bit bigger and start to flower but at the moment this is very much a, a European feeling garden and uh, in, a, in a way that's quite beautiful because it's waking up at Imolk where we don't know what some of the trees are and we're going to find out as they awaken uh, it's quite a beautiful thing to sort of have those little presents of trees unpack themselves slowly as the, the season moves on. Um, and there are a lot of um, fruit trees around. I, I have decided to plant a couple of fruit trees as well because I think that we'll use them. Um, so I've planted a, a peach tree and an apple tree. Uh, I planted one of the oaks that I had and a gum tree and, yeah, a bunch of wattles and bottle brushes. So, yeah, we have started planting things and I, I really would love to have a bit more of a forest in our garden. And um, it's just such a lovely thing to have this space that um, needs caring for um, or, you know, getting it, getting it to a spot where it will care for itself and it can be a, a forest that, that is functional again. Um, it's not a huge plot of land, it's just a little suburban block, um, but we have a fairly decent backyard um, that's all mostly lawn. So it's really fun. Um, I want to set up a permaculture type forest in the garden, um, which is means that we sort of create a forest structure with big trees and small trees and ground cover and all of them are things that are edible or that are um, beneficial to the environment and maybe they bring in the bees or they bring in birds and they they you know create um, more fertility in the land um, through natural systems and um, I'm really excited about that. I was I've been quite moved um, and saddened um, to f hear about how uh, how that egocentric mindset is really taking over our farming industry and how badly the soil uh, gets treated with certain um, fertilizers or weed, weed killers and how the water is being managed so crazily um, in the, the river systems and um, 
though I'm supporting all of those, uh, you know, rehabilitation issues and, and trying to get some things happening there and spread that word um, so that something can be done. It's scary um, that, that that food bowl that we have there might not be um, sustainable for much longer if it's not being cared for. Like if that if that land isn't being looked after right, then we're all in trouble. Um, and it's made me realise as well how far away our food comes from and how how much I really want to work on reducing my carbon footprint. And so um, at this time of year, it's when we're starting to plant seeds and thinking about planning the garden and... Um, and I'm really excited to get lots of food going this year and, and ongoing because um, I would really like to provide not just for us but for anyone that visits us and our friends and, and be able to give some away. I know that like even one uh, cucumber plant will give me way more cucumbers than I can possibly eat with my little family and I know that I'll have to give some of them away. Um, that's the, the nature of vegetable gardening. Some of these plants are just so abundant that you end up having to create relationships with people and sharing things, and it's really cool, um, something I really love about it. But, yes, back to Imog. This time of year is very much a planning and um, that beginning to awaken time. So it's a lovely time to not just in the garden but metaphorically in our lives to be planting seeds and making plants and preparing the soil, preparing ourselves for what we're going to be growing um, and working towards in the year to come uh, or as, as the light increases, as the potential for us to be active and working on our projects in the world. It's a really great time to, um, to prepare for that. So I'm finding the garden a really great metaphor for um, for life really uh that that seed planting and preparing and testing and working out when the right time is and all of that it's it's like care of the very small the seeds um and working out what our our priorities are for the space that we're going to give that in our garden or the the space that we're going to give seed ideas in our lives so you know we're we're taking we've taken the time in winter to um work out what it is that we're we're sitting with like it's that dark time when we're we're mulling over ideas and and resting and allowing them things that have happened in the previous year to process whereas now is an awakening time when when sort of conclusions have been made and plans start to emerge and ideas start to form about what we want to do next and um, that that idea of planting things in the garden, you know, our abundance, like all of these metaphors of nature and the garden and the forest, it's all about, you know, that metaphor of our own lives as well. And that coming into alignment with what's happening around us is um, the way that we find peace. So if if what's happening around us in our natural world has a lot to do with, um, you know, that gardening metaphor what what am I planting? What am I bringing into my life? Then that's going to make a lot of sense. Um, there's also, of course, things happening in the the forest as well. And this is the beginning of the the real abundant time with flowering in the native forest too. So it's like it is that coming into beauty and wonder and ideas, and and it reflects it. You know, there's that similarity there in that in springtime in the bush really is between winter solstice and summer solstice. It's, there's just this long extended period of flowering um, as different species come in and out of their flowering cycles. 
Um, so, yeah, it's a really beautiful metaphor for what we're bringing into our lives. Of course, it's also associated with Bridget, the goddess of crafts and poetry and healing. So she's associated with dreams and inspirations and that out of the darkness we come with these ideas and these dreams of what we're going to be doing and putting into action. I have been finding that though there's a lot for me to do in the garden, it's not it's definitely not the busiest time in the garden and the evenings are still coming in earlier then I'm ready for them. Sometimes I'm so keen to be out there in the garden doing more, but I have to come inside because it's getting cold and it's getting dark. And um, it's encouraging me to do more planning, like that naturally is just happening. I'm, I'm spending more time inside and um, creating plans for what I want to do or reading about, say, companion planting or um, permaculture ideas or whatever it is that I'm reading about to help me do this better. Um, yeah, it's it's bringing me inside again, internal work, um, more study, more uh, internal practice. So, of course, there's a lot of preparation that we need to do if we're going to get that action right, moving into the bright half of the year, into that, that lighter time with the next seasonal change to come when it really gets put into action and we start seeing things really happen in the world um, and start start seeing these ideas that we have now come into being. So I hope that you're feeling that wonderful Imolk energy as well and that this is awakening something in you and it's getting your creative sparks going and that you're planting those seeds um, for what you're going to bring into the next year and what that's going to mean for um, your projects and what you're working on and how you're helping the world to be a better place. So, yes. Um, thanks so very much for listening and I'll see you next time.